0: A listener Production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Let him go. Oh! he the
1: headgear off him. This is Welcome to the Footy Talk Podcast on Listener. Tony Squires and Ryan Girdler in for this Saturday. Coming up, we'll take a look back at the Golden Point win that rockets the Warriors into the top four as the Broncos flex their premiership credentials with a win over the Rabbitohs on the Sunshine Coast. That and so much more on the Footy Talk Podcast on Listener. Welcome to the Footy Talk podcast. On listener, my name's Tony Squires. I'm joined by Ryan Girdler. Girds, how are you? Sleeping Good rough morning, again, Tony? I'm well. How are you? Well, sleeping rough. I understand. Where did you sleep last night? Cold.
2: Yeah, I was in the van again last night. And oh. It's cold, Tony. So yeah. one thing you can't regulate when you're sleeping in a car or a van is mm. you know yeah the the temperature. Yeah. And yeah, I, th- I reckon it probably got down into you know maybe four or five degrees in Brisbane last night, so it was kind of fresh. Very fresh. But anyway,
1: for the almost homeless person. Did, did anybody kind <laughs> almost of... Almost homeless, that should be the name of the van, almost homeless. <laughs> Is it? Uh, I love it. Uh, it's the name of my, my, my biography. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nobody knocking on the door or the window of the van overnight? You're okay? No, I went down to... Um,
2: sometimes I um, I splurge and I get down into the, the, like a local caravan park Oh, really? Sometimes when, yeah. Get some electricity. A yeah, so little, little bit of electricity, some amenities, you know, all those things. They're important. So, yeah, last night I was, um, yeah, off the streets, which was good. That's good. We did so it, got we, some you, nice rest.
1: Were you near electricity on, on Thursday night when everything was happening in the world of sport and the choices was just so oh. broad? It was almost impossible. What did you go with? I mean, there was a the British Open. There was a the Matildas. There was the, the, the cricket. Uh, there, of course, then the blockbuster. The blockbuster. The and the Tigers. Yeah.
2: I stuck solid. Really, I flicked over. I watched a little bit of the Matildas, but yeah. mainly on the Dragons and the Tigers because I was just desperate. I just mm. wanted to feel your joy. I know, and I knew that you would have been experiencing that because, yep. you know, they were in. I thought they were kind of in control for the majority of that one. There was some moments there that obviously ma- would have made you a little bit of nervous, but all in all, I thought it was a, a pretty good win. Oh,
1: absolutely! All right. Well, look, got so much to get stuck into. Hey, Ryan Girdler, if you're mm. going to be an NRL player. Or well, you could choose to be a current NRL player. Who would you choose to be? He plays oh. for Brisbane, mine.
2: He plays for Brisbane? Yeah. Is the, is, can he do backflips? Yes. <laughs> he can Pretty do back good. Huh? What a
1: skill set to have. Rhys <sighs> Walsh is ridiculous is yeah. ridiculous, that school. He comes back, obviously, after that suspension. Uh, he missed a few weeks, walked straight back in. He had a little bit of upchucky business going on there, so he was a bit sick in the tum-tum, but and it might have <laughs> been just been the backflip, I'm not sure. But, boy, he is amazing to watch as a footy player, isn't he? Yeah, I think, you know, we saw with that that try, that moment, you know,
2: how he can just break games open because up until that point, it was pretty tight. Mm. It was a really messy game, Tony. I was actually really disappointed after about 25 minutes. I thought, you know, there was a lot of hype and expectation with a contest like that, you know, with, with the Rabbits sort of seemingly about to make that late-season surge yep. and then, you know, to the finals and then the Broncos just sitting up there in – well, they're in top spot now – Um, And, yeah, so I was really looking forward to that. I called the Warriors-Raiders game, which was a belter, and I'm like, how good's my Friday night? I'm going to come out of that game into what should be a classic. And, yeah, the first half left me sort of wanting more and thinking, well, how do they turn this around after halftime? And, well, one side were able to turn, and and the Broncos, and they got the job done on the back of guys like Walsh, and I thought Reynolds was exceptional and Carrigan. Um, but the 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 bunnies, they just left a uh, you know, they just left me kind of wondering, why is it always um, with them that their their best and worst seem to be so far apart? Is it the fact that they can score points at such a rate that you know sometimes they that just they can think they can take it easy in some other parts of the game? Yeah. Um, and they because they feel they can get out
1: of trouble when they need to, but they couldn't last night. No. Nah. Latrell Mitchell can't come back soon enough. Obviously, he was so close to getting in that game, and they really do need him in terms of that attack. Cody Walker, again, some beautiful passes and choices down that left side, but you're absolutely right. And their coach, I'm going to play this. It's a little bit long, but you don't often hear the coaches when they are genuinely disappointed in what their football team has produced. Jason Demetrio certainly was that last night. Let's have a listen. Yeah, obviously bitterly disappointed.
0: We fell to 14-12. We probably earned the right to stay in the contest, but I think from the moment Tom drops a ball and play one off the scrum, it just goes pear-shaped from there and it just got bad to worse. And saying that, our execution, our attack was poor. That led to a lot of errors, brought some fatigue into the game, but they're really disappointed with that last 30 minutes. Pretty embarrassing by the end. Defensively, It has been a bit of a trend. I think four out of your last five games, you've conceded 30 points or more. Can you see where that's unravelling for the team at the moment? Yeah, there's process things that we know aren't in our system that we're doing, quite negative with how we're defending, but it's attitude. And tonight, our attitude was poor. You know, there was points where we wanted to fight and blokes like Jai Arrow were just absolutely ripping in out there and giving everything for his teammates, but we had too many blokes that weren't good teammates tonight. There was too many of them that weren't even close to rating what is an acceptable level at NRL. And that's our job through the week is to find out why and yeah. fix it because we need to fix it quick. We, we weren't one team out there by the end. We are a group of individuals looking at excuses, finger point and blame. Um, we got to come together. We'll to look inward, myself, all the staff, the players, we got to come together and, and get this back on the track. It
2: should be an interesting week wow. for South See, Sydney. Tony, that, that to me sounds like a coach that knows what he needs out of his team coming into the finals But realizes how far away he actually is with that team.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, there's some really tough. There's some, you know, like this time of the year to be having those sort of conversations outwardly Mm -hmm. to the, you know, to the, um, to the media and to the fans. Um, yeah, is something that yeah, I I bet he wishes he didn't need to have, but he needs to get a reaction on the back of that performance from his team moving forward. Otherwise, I mean, they got a nice run. I I think they might have. Or did they come off the bye last week? So they're well positioned. They get Latrell back. Um, you know, there's obviously that discussion around they've had a, a, a decent amount of players involved in origin. What has that done physically and emotionally for those guys? So you can maybe give them one or two weeks. Yeah. But after that, and even the Broncos tone, like... Um, if they were playing another side that was ruthless and prepared and had that finals mentality, they wouldn't have even been in the contest when, when they were able to turn it around because it was only on the back of South Sydney's errors that the Broncos really fell into some rhythm. So both of those sides, the way that they started, just
1: isn't good enough for where they need to be at the back end of the season. Yeah. I'm glad, Jason, Dimitri, Mentioned Jaiara. I saw Jai on Tuesday, and he was so excited about playing footy again after <laughs> coming back from that injury. And he did. He gave the classic cliche one hundred and ten percent. All right. What about the uh, one mm. of the controversies that came out of the game was the uh, Marty Tapa. Ooh, was he lucky to be sent not to be sent off? He got ten minutes in the bin for. You know, coming out like a trotter that suddenly went into a gallop. Such uh, a strange... I don't know... Yeah, haven't seen something like that
2: in a long time. And uh, and I think what made it even worse is the fact that Kevy said after the game that he'd received a warning through the week. I mean, that's oh, really, really dangerous. Yeah, yeah, Because, you know, guys can go into contact and you, they can drop. So lucky Campbell Graham sort of stayed upright because if he would have dropped any lower, yep. well, then he can, he gets that knee, you know, somewhere else It would have, you know, caused a lot more damage. So... Um, yeah, I think he's going to spend a little bit of time on the on the sidelines. Um, Big Marty, it was um, 10 minutes, so he, he paid a bit of a price that the Broncos were able to sort of overcome. They, I think they overcame two sim bins last night. Yeah, that's right. But that needs to be looked at by the match review committee and a bit of an example needs to be made of that because we can't have that in the game.
1: Absolutely That's right. Dangerous. No, absolutely right. Jesse Arthur is the other, of course, who was sin bin for that high shot later in the game. On there, late, there was a late, bit of swing task. in that action yeah. tone as yeah, well. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. So there was there was a little bit of in, intent there. So he might spend spend a couple of I don't know how far Corey Oates is away, but um, he might spend a couple of weeks on the sidelines as well. Yeah.
1: All right, uh, let's look at the other game then, the one that you did call the Warriors and the Raiders because that were, the Warriors were, were kind of toodling along, yeah, got this game sewn up. Yeah. Uh, and then suddenly those last few minutes, that I don't think they could believe, I certainly couldn't believe that we're in Golden Point. It seemed ridiculous. Yeah, it just felt like, um, you know, in the the middle of that second
2: half that they were in total control. Even though the scoreboard didn't really indicate that, you could just feel like the way that they were playing, the control that Sean Johnson sort of had in closing out the game, um, that they were comfortable. But in saying that, the Raiders just fought, didn't they? They did not stop and there was moments, you know, it's obviously a big big trip over there and there's a big home crowd and uh, there was opportunities, I guess, through that second half where they thought, oh, well, you know, it's not our day, but... They just stuck to the task and they believed. And, yeah, Rappina and his, just, his um, willingness just to get in there and get his hands on the football and make something happen for the Whitehead try with about three minutes to go, you thought, oh, well, they deserve that. They've hung in there. Um, at least it's going to be a good finish. But you didn't really think that anything oh. else was going to happen. And then... Last set of six in the game, uh, uh, you know, a shifter out of their own end, a, a Jack and yeah. flat pass. Hopper you thinking, no, this can't happen. The Warriors, <laughs> I thought the Warriors had been, you know, the better side yeah, for the majority absolutely. of it. And then there's and you know, arm in the air, jamming the football down in the corner. Swan and dive. Away thinking, Croker <laughs> can win the game yes. for the Raiders. Like, how does that happen? But yeah. it did, and, yeah, such a resilient, tough, footy side the Raiders and I was even listening to Ricky in the in the post game press conference and he, he thought that you know on the back of the Sebastian Chris um, incident which we'll talk about at some point that the Raiders were you know winners in on the night so um, obviously he's the coach and he might be a little bit biased there, Tane I yeah, thought the Raiders thought were that actually was a, that was not a little the bit... better
1: side on the night. No, Can we just have a, a quick listen exactly to what Ricky Stewart had to say on that Sebastian Chris moment Should never have got to golden point in regards to that decision before half time, with said Chris's uh,
0: no try. It was a um, that was a high shot. Should have been a, uh, a penalty try. Should never have even got to golden point. And in saying that, that's no disrespect to Webby. He's doing a wonderful job, Andrew Webster. Um, <clears throat> I work with Andrew at uh, Parramatta, and I'm really enjoying the successes he's having with the Warriors. He's doing a really good job. They're the rules of the game. Um, a little bit like getting hit in the head. When you got the ball over a goal line to score a try and you drop it, they
1: the other rules of the game, too. <laughs> Look, I love Ricky, oh, I love but you that. can't say on, that Rick. one try uh, disallowed or whatever at one end mm. at what round of halftime? Of course, area. you can. You can't say that then. Of course, of course you, you can. can. The whole game changes. <laughs> I mean, were, the Warriors. Sliding doors moments, sli- Tone.
2: <laughs> Sliding doors. It's all about momentum. Uh, Look, um, it, it's, it's interesting how, you know, all, we're after consistency and they want to take discretion out of the game, don't they? Mm. But. Like, you know, the law of the letter says if there's contact with the head. Now, I saw contact. I think everyone could see that there was contact with the head yep. from, from Watini Zalesniak, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Even though you could tell he was playing at the ball and there was no intent, but he slapped him across the face. So discretion, which I'm a big fan of because mm. I think if we've got the right people in the boxes, the people the experience to make those sort of calls yep. and common sense applied, well, I think we're going to get better outcomes than uh, most times than not. But on this occasion, Ricky is right. He got slapped across the face. He lost the ball. And it should have been, on the back of what we've seen over the last 12 months,
1: a penalty try. Oh, I, I agree with it. That does not mean that they win the game. If that was the outcome there, that doesn't mean they win the game because the Warriors then react It's to It's brilliant theatre. I love it. It's the great theatre. The thing that happened with the, with the Raiders, though, was <laughs> at the back end there, the, until they had you know, the tyranny of time against them when they then threw that, that beautiful movement out to the left. Mm-hmm. Th- that, that were, there was a lot of... They had so much time in the red zone of the Warriors and there was a lot of forward crash plays going on. There was the kick out for Rappanar to score, obviously, mm-hmm. but there wasn't a lot of that kind of ball movement we saw no, in the last 60 I think 60 you need to give
2: the Warriors defence a fair bit of credit too, Tone. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're a really patient, gritty defensive, so yep. are willing to work hard for one another and they scramble, so... I think that's one thing the Raiders might struggle with at the back end of the, their season is their ability to find points in those situations, you yep. know, because they've got, you know, Jack's obviously a running six and, um, you know, uh, Jamal's, uh, you know, he's, he's a great um, he's a great guy to have out there for getting your team around. He's kicking games good, but you don't often see him um, compared to some of the other playmakers in the game, you know, generating... Um, genuine opportunities for guys to to finish off so yeah, that's yeah. part of their game that um, they're probably aware of and they're working out other ways to win footy games and that's exactly what they did yesterday yeah. they just you know they just hung in there they were waiting for errors the Warriors didn't give them a lot but other sides will. And
1: when they do that, they'll wear other sides down. Yeah. And in your golden point, there really is no better person to throw that footy to than Sean Johnson. We haven't mentioned him yet, but he, again, was terrific. Having one of the great seasons, Sean Johnson, quite late in a career that has had some spectacular highs and some uh, not so. But, gee, playing great footy.
2: Yeah, just unbelievable. I love watching the journey of those playmakers. And we saw it a little bit with Benji, you know, in the the early parts of their career, it's all about – you know, those the amazing things that they can do on the footy field, the step and the setting up of the outside players, the individual brilliance. Yep. And it's not so much about the team performance. And then they gradually work out that as as a seven you need to, you know, get the team around the park and it becomes more about the team. And then what what's really impressed me about Sean's back end of his career has been his ability to do all the the really um the difficult things, the defensive side of the game and then going like how deep he goes into the line, yeah. um, you know. You, you see those those tries scored by by Dallin, and if you actually go back to the play on the inside, Shaun is going so deep into the line, and they've got this this little set piece where they have two lead runners, and they're running it at, at, at such um a, you know uh, such speed um, that the defence they need to they need to come in and 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 make sure that they've got those guys covered because they're not like just normal lead line runs yeah. where they're not going to get the ball and you can push off them.
1: yeah now so threat. the way
2: yeah. in which all that's done and then to throw out the back to find chance and then to release those outside players um, it's so good to watch and yeah he's had having a phenomenal
1: year in yeah. all aspects and he probably dragged those uh, Warriors certainly to a uh, top four, perhaps top two, perhaps a home final in that first uh, b- batch. Amazing effort from mm. Andrew Webster and the Warriors. Amazing effort from uh, you two, Gerds. Plenty to come, though. You're listening to the Footy Talk podcast on Listener. When we come back, we'll preview a massive Super Saturday. Welcome back. You're listening to the Saturday edition of Footy Talk on Listener. Tony Squires and Ryan Girdley with you. All right, let's turn our attention to the footy of today. Uh, a few games, Girds. Some uh, predictions yep. needed from you. Let's begin, obviously, the first game, the Titans and the Roosters. Obviously, a fair bit of talk about uh, James Tedesco, his Byron Bay escape. You didn't catch up with him, did you, last weekend when uh, you know, up there? No, it's a bit south for me, mm. Byron Bay. A bit cold down there, Tony. You never go to New South Wales if you ne- don't need to, do you? Oh, I
2: love New South Wales. Of course, yeah, mm-hmm. come down as often as I can. But, right. yeah, I wasn't down there last week. I had other things. I had yeah. bigger fish to fry, so to speak.
1: Did you? Well, yeah. he's back. Uh, yeah. The Roosters desperately need him and to win. Yeah, they they certainly do. Um,
2: you know, probably last week I thought was their line in the sand moment where we need to win this week. They've got a really tough draw in. I don't see them now playing any part in September. Mm. Um, and the Titans are probably in a sort of similar boat where no Tino this week. Um, lost their last three games on the trot. And unfortunately, that's put them, um, you know, in a, in a very vulnerable position. And so that's why I think, Tony, this one's a really hard one to pick. I think the Titans will win this one, but in golden point. I think this will be a golden point thriller. I
1: love it. All right. What about mm. the Knights and Storm? Storm just tootling along. Okay. Cale Ponga coming into some good form for the Knights.
2: Yeah, Storm were, were good last week. Got, got sort of shaken up at home by the Panthers a couple of weeks ago, but responded really well. Last week, and even though the Knights, you know, I think they'll put up a fair bit of resistance coming off two wins of their own, that's been against the Tigers and the Bulldogs. So step up in class, and I think that'll just... And the Storm really need to now start, you know, consolidating their position in the eight. They they know how important it is to win in the top four, and I don't think that they'll let this opportunity slip today.
1: All right, and final game, North Queensland and the Eels. Of course, the Eels without uh, RCG and uh, Big Seaver who got uh, suspensions after last week's efforts. How's that going to affect it? I'm, I'm really liking the run of both these teams, Tone. Yeah.
2: Um, I think they'll both play finals footy, um, and today's a really hard one to, to call. So I am going to go another golden point win mm-hmm. to the Cowboys. So my bold prediction. Wow. Is that sponsored, the bold prediction? Is that why you want me to wait? No, not at all. Okay. No, not the at all. The bold prediction this week that uh, this for today, Tony, is yes. two golden point games oh, yeah. uh, and one point victories by Queensland teams, right. t- Titans and the Cowboys.
1: So for the, that would make up the third golden point game of the round. Yeah. Has that ever been done before? Not, I don't think it would have. That's oh, a bold I, prediction. I don't know if that is a very, very bold prediction. Oh, mine was much less okay. bold than that. It was from the Newcastle-Melbourne game that one of Nelson Asifa-Solomona or uh, Jack Hetherington will be sent off today. That's not bold. That, is it not, not bold? Oh, I, I sent off or sin bin? Sent off.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's bold. Sent All off.
1: Right. Reaction to the just sin binnings that have been going on lately. A send okay. off. There you go. Uh, that's cool. what it is. Uh, thank you so much, Ryan Girdler. As always, lovely to have a chat with you. Get back to your van. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's all for the Saturday edition of the if Footy the Talk. If tone, you know what do they say. <laughs> exactly. Uh, footy Talk it's podcast it is on. on listener Jimmy Gray and Ben Dobbin. They'll be back in the hot seat tomorrow. See you soon, Blake.